Sometimes, this is an important thing here, is the importance of symbol. 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 And I find myself, for various reasons, kind of reflecting on symbol. Sometimes the symbol gets confused with the papancha. I was watching the TV the other uh, night and I was glad to hear that I'm qualified to do so because I'm over 15. <laughs> and while watching the television, that's not bad. Anyway, while watching the television, one of the advertisements that came on was everything was in black and white on the screen except for the car. Some French or German car, whatever, English car, whatever. No, no English cars left, French or German. And the car was in beautiful brand new colour. And people were standing on the pavement in black and white. And they all turned their attention to this new, whatever it was, Volkswagen. Renault, Peugeot, who cares, or tin on wheels. And there it's going down the street, everybody's looking at it. This is car worship. This is nothing but car worship. <coughs> and upon which is a great deal of projection. But the, that projection, in its unhealthy condition, the car is a symbol for the self, you understand? You won't see that football I just mentioned to you driving around in a little cheap four-door saloon. What a chance! Because that's not who he is. He's Ferrari, <laughs> Rolls Royce. Top of the range Mercedes Benz. That's who he is. Not a little cheapo thing, five or ten years old, which is going to go to the dump a little way down the line. The symbol. And when on the television it says to us, Oh, get this car, and you can get to a hundred kilometers an hour in seven seconds. Wow! Brilliant! I'm going to save one and a half seconds. <laughs> what am I going to do with all my free time? <laughs> this is called madness. Madness. And we literally buy the madness. We buy it. We buy it. And we live in it. Therefore, there is projection. The projection in this heavenly. The thing becomes a symbol for who I am. Painful. Painful. Affirmation from the object. Called the person. Called the fans called the neighbours, called the car outside my front door. Ooh. Could it be 
in the exploration of this. But sometimes in life, the symbol inspires. I go to Bhutagaya, this way here, and I go annually. I've been giving retreats there every uh, January since 1975. I think I might have missed one year. I have a strong connection with the place, with the village. Senior Dharma teacher, because of the continuity of the, over the years of going to Budgaya. And there's a tree there. It's just a tree. I'm a good Buddhist. I just see a tree. And there's a tree around the corner, and a tree around the back, and a tree around I could say, there's just a tree. Millions of people over the years have travelled to make the pilgrimage to this tree. And there's a, a buzz about it. Go on, put guy. Hope some of you have already been, some of you have been a few times. Others of you will perhaps one day make the pilgrimage. At one level, it's just a tree. At another level, it's a symbol of something, but of awakening. It can touch a place within which is a reminder to us of something very deep and profound. If one just sees a tree, one would say, well, there are lots of trees, there's nothing special about that particular tree. <coughs> it's true. There are many, many trees, and this is just one of the trees. As a symbolic act, a symbolic communication, it has the potential to remind us of awakening. A potential to remind us of our potential, of our opportunity to realize Buddha nature. Therefore, the symbol is invaluable. In two or three weeks, oh no, it's a bit longer, we make the walk, the yatra, the pilgrimage for 14 days in France. There is the bare event. 200 people, silence, single file, three hours in the morning, two or three hours in the afternoon, etc. Dharma teachings, practices, groups, and so forth. At one level, it's just it's a pilgrimage. Men and women walking silently and gently on the earth and respectfully to the earth and to each other and to the, to the world that we live in. At another level, it's a symbol. It's a symbol of keeping something really alive, precious, of connectedness. It's a symbol that men and women have been making pilgrimages on the earth for centuries upon centuries. It's a, it's a, a symbol which represents something of dignity and presence and quality. It, it tells us of something. And this means that there's the actuality of events that take place. 
and also what it represents. It's a symbol. And I don't think in this world, in our inner life, in our outer life, to see things as they are is, of course, to acknowledge the bare actuality. It is to see the potential and the vision and to recognize the act of situations which you and I enter in, which are a symbol for something beautiful. And we need them. We need these. I make fun of them, I know. I've said a few times over the years, the most important thing about a Buddha image is to remind us of a straight back. If we're walking to my house, literally, you cannot get into the front door, through the front door. The first thing you'll see on the shelf, just inside the front door, is what? Is a Buddha image. If you walk into the living room, you'll see a big Buddha picture hanging on the wall. If you go into the kitchen, on the mantelpiece, you'll see a Buddha image. If you look at the shelf in the kitchen, there's another little Buddha image. Going to my bedroom, there's two or three. If you go into my office, there's several. If you go on the stairs, you'll, you'll see them. The house is full of them. Don't tell anybody. Because <laughs> they remind one, consciously and unconsciously, of peace, of calm, of love, of tolerance, of respect, of awakening. They're a symbol for something. But we mustn't forget that in the bare symbol, it's no use just leaving the symbol there. It's to deeply remind that it brings some kind of response out of us. Bare actuality, vision, and potential, symbol, and being clear in ourselves. When Papancha has entered into the field of life, which distorts it, either through projecting onto objects, characteristics which they don't have, which is one, projecting onto views and opinions, which generates conflict and dispute, or generating onto self, where we're building ourselves up and putting ourselves down. And if you and I, as men and women of the earth, work fully into this, and really look at this, we provide a service for every being on the planet. For all of us, and our children, and our grandchildren. Because we said, I want to look at the projecting mind, and I want to live a way of life which is radically different from it. And that's an extraordinary challenge. And I hope all of us will listen to this voice of authentic truth and engagement and not find ourselves submitting to the kind of voices which stop us from taking risks, the kind of friends who really don't really trust us to embark on something, so that we listen inwardly to that, uh, uh, the voice of the Buddha. Whew. Enough.